0: everybody. Thank you for coming tonight. This is so great to see you all. Who was here last week? How awesome was that? That was terrific. Rumor on the street was there was this old lady who was playing and didn't know when she got out and kept running around the base. Oh, that was me. Shoot. Um, I'm really glad to see you guys all. I actually can't see you because the light's so bright, but I think you're all out there. Um, I'm really excited for all the sophomores who are here. So everyone who's a sophomore, raise your hand. Look around, we are all gonna be super nice to the sophomores, you are not. Because do you remember how scary it was to come in here for the first time? So we're really, really glad you guys are here. So welcome to Big House, I'm Nikki. If you don't know me, I work at Orchard. Um, I wanted to get a high school picture in too, right? I don't even think that needs any explanation, because it's so hideous. Um, Next, I wanted to show you a picture of my family. So um, this is my family. Whitney, who volunteers here, took that picture. She made us look really good. Um, And then here's another picture of my family. Uh, And we did climb that mountain this summer. Is that incredible? Elliot took that picture, and there's no way we could have climbed that mountain with four children if Megan and Elliot, my sister, wouldn't have helped us. But that's how the Paul-Eyes do things. It's not conventional, it's not safe, but it's fun. So, you know, like, there's people who should have lots of kids, right? We uh, probably aren't the best equipped. We have fun. And I found a little video that kind of describes what our house is like, so I want you to watch this for a second.
1: I uh, recently became a father. Thank you became a father for the fourth time? Never as much applause on that part. Really no applause, right? Because after the third kid, people stop congratulating you. Then they just treat you like you're Amish. Four, well, that's one way to live your life. Can you build us one of those wood fireplaces? Four kids. Four kids. If you want to know what it's like to have a fourth, just imagine you're drowning and then someone hands you a baby. The good news is we live in a two-bedroom apartment, so I thought it through. I haven't slept in seven years.
0: So I actually have three bedrooms in my house, so it's a little different, but I really haven't slept in seven years because our oldest is seven. So that's kind of what my life is like. Um, tonight, we are going to talk about Big House and what we're about. And so we have our mission statement up here, and I want to read that to you guys. So Big House mission statement is engaging students as they build independent faith to launch them into a lifetime pursuit with Christ. Um, so you can see our big words there, engage, build, launch. And tonight, I'm going to talk to you about engage, okay? So what does it mean to engage somebody? And this is where he's going to have this awesome joke in a slide about Megan and Elliot getting engaged, and then he went and ruined it because he told you all himself. So you should all tell them congratulations because that's awesome they got engaged, right? How about a little round of applause for that? And we all know that Elliot got the better end of the deal on that one. Um, Okay, so to engage somebody means to, like, attract them or involve them or get them interested in what you're doing. And as we read about Jesus' life in the Bible, the gospel confronts us with the truth that Jesus came not only to save us and to forgive us, but also to involve us and to engage us in what he's doing. So engaging people is who Jesus is. So I want you to hear this loud and clear, that um, this mission statement is both a value and an ideal. So it's a value because it's what we're doing. And it's an ideal because it's what we're striving for. Does that make sense? And I know you guys, this is important to you, because the truth is you guys engage people better than we do. You guys should probably be teaching up here, and we should be listening. Because I watch how you guys support each other at different events. Um, I saw some of you get baptized this summer, which is incredible. And I watched how you support each other in that. Um, You guys do this well. You engage me. You engage my family. I watch you volunteer, whether that was a picnic in the park or at a concert this summer. So you guys do this well. so I thought the best way to talk about what we are at Big House is to talk about what we're not, okay? So the first thing that we're not is we're not judgmental. Can you imagine that? A church organization that's not judgmental. I actually think, think that it's possible. But as church people, we kind of get like this reputation that we judge people, and we probably get that because we actually do. Which is sad then because people start to think that that's what God does which is true because he can perfectly judge people because he's perfect, but he also has grace that covers that all. But here at Big House, what we wanna do is we wanna err on the side of grace, okay? So what that looks like is here is gonna be a place where we bump into people who think different than us. And that can be a place where we start to judge, but I'm really challenging us all not to do that because I hope that we have differences. That's what makes things fun here. Um, It's gonna be a place where we don't always agree with everybody. It's going to be a place uh, full of hypocrites, and we're okay with that. We want you to know that. We're okay um, with any imperfections we have, that you have. We're not going to sit here and compare, like, what I'm not good at is not as bad as what you're not good at, or my screw-ups are way less than your screw-ups, so we're not going to do that here. You're okay however you are. We want you to come. You don't have to polish yourself. We're not into behavior modification. Um, So whatever is going on in your life, we want you to know that we want you here. So we are not judgmental. If any changing of yourself needs to happen, we trust that God's going to do that. (laughs) Yes? (laughs) The next thing that we aren't is we aren't fake. And I think I'm going to have Tina come up here and talk with me um, about this one. So we're into authentic relationships. The world today is full of phonies, right? Of um, people who tell you that you have to change how you look, you have to... hide how you feel. You have to be different in order to be accepted. We're not going to do that here. We want to be a place about authenticity. Hi, Tina. About caring, about, um, you know, it's really hard to be vulnerable. It's it's tempting to stay superficial, but we really want to challenge you guys to be real and vulnerable and connect with each other. Because when we look at how Jesus did life, um, he had this close-knit group of people that he really poured into and mentored, and he really did authentic relationships so tina i was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about how we do small groups at big house
2: yes um for those of you like completely brand new never heard of a small group before small group is a group of like eight to ten of you students paired up with a couple leaders and you guys are going to meet wednesday nights after this time period we'll get them going in a couple weeks and i would say being a part of a small group um is like the safest place for you to explore what you believe about God, what you believe about a lot of things within the world, um, and just a really great place for you to share good things in life and hard things in life. It's a place to process, um, and we really believe growth and life change happens in a small group. So if I have a chaos small group and I move up here, we're
0: automatically all together, right?
2: Not necessarily. We do a couple things different for those of you that just came from chaos. Um, Those of you that went on Caravan probably were in a co-ed small group, and that's one thing a little bit different. We really believe in doing co-ed groups. We think that's a chance to learn, like, good guy-girl friendships, Um, and we think it's really important to hear different perspectives. Um, We also really encourage students to break out of your comfort zones um, and to maybe be willing to do a real random group to be paired up with people you're not close friends with um, for the sake of growth and being pushed out of your comfort zone. Awesome. Um, So Tina, my small
0: group leaders, are those people that I should feel safe around? Can I trust them?
2: Yes, hopefully you guys met a bunch of our leaders tonight. We're in cool lanyards. Um, we have such an awesome group um, of college students and adults um, that are passionate about getting to know you guys, and they really want to get to know and care for you. And a lot of them are here because there is a time in their life when someone came in and deeply cared for them and cared for their faith, and so they want to pass that on. So awesome volunteers, 100% people you can trust, um, and people that want to have a lot of fun with you, too. And do we start signing up tonight. We are not signing up tonight. Um, Next week will be our first night of sign-ups for small groups. Um, We'll do that probably for a good two weeks, and we're hoping by September 30th to get the most of them up and running. Awesome, thank you, Tina. Okay, so how about giving Tina a round of applause? There you
0: go. Okay, so we do other things to try and engage um, in being authentic and real. We do this uh, five minutes of fellowship, four minutes of fellowship. Do you guys know that's really uncomfortable for me? Is that uncomfortable for anybody else? Yes, Yes. but we do that because we want you to recognize people, to meet somebody you wouldn't know, to say hi to them next time. It's an important part of what we do. So we're really trying hard to get you guys to know each other here. So we're asking you to be real, to engage each other, to take risks and be vulnerable, and we don't think that you're going to regret doing that. The next thing that we are not at Big House is we are not just Wednesday nights. Um, Brett and Elliot, can you guys come up here? Okay, so we're not just Wednesday night. We believe that there is not this, like, part of the world that's secular and part of the world that's sacred. We think that God is in control of it all. So we don't think that Wednesday night or Sunday morning, yes, we get Aiden too. We don't think that that's any more holy um, a time. We don't think that church is any more holy of a place than anywhere else. Uh, We don't categorize things. We think that everything belongs to God and that he's working to redeem everything. So that being said, we aren't just a Wednesday night thing. Um, Elliot, can you tell me a little bit about, tell us about, like, small group leaders, will we only see them here? How does that look?
3: No, ab- I mean, absolutely not. Uh, I mean, someone kind of Christina said, uh, like, the leaders that are in this room, um, they've been, their hearts have been changed by Jesus. That's why they're here. And they want to share that with you. They want to get to know you. Um, so by, like, how we do that is, like, we want to hang out with you outside of Wednesday night. It's not just Wednesday night, as Nikki was saying. Um... We want to hang out, go do something fun, grab some coffee, go out to eat, go out for breakfast. I love breakfast food. I love going out for breakfast. So you'll see me at Village Inn a lot of time on Monday mornings and with students. And
0: you'll pay for me if I go out for breakfast with you? Yeah, yeah
3: absolutely. Um, or like this summer, when foot golf. Have you guys played that foot golf? I'm so bad at it. If played you that play a lot,
0: football, uh, f- foot golf, you should go with Elliot and not <laughs> me. So I am bad. pathetic. But I, played, I that it a lot, one uh, time.
3: played that a lot this summer. And uh, just hung out with you guys, hung out with high school students. I want to get to know you guys. Um, When I was in high school, that was the first time that I really experienced and encountered Jesus and God for the first time, and he really started changing my heart. So, like, I have a passion, like, for you guys in this time in your life right now. So, like, I want to get to know you. So, if you don't know me, just come introduce yourself to me. Or if you have a friend that doesn't know me or like one of the leaders like come introduce yourself we want to know you guys we want to hang out with you guys we want to do life with you guys um and we want you guys to know jesus too um but uh yeah that's why we're here
0: um brett i see you hanging out at like basketball games all the time and it looks super easy to take three little kids to a basketball game wasn't it like (laughs) two years ago where ani was eating halloween candy and it was like Christmas time and we couldn't figure out where she got it and she got it from like underneath the blue <laughs>
4: Who knows? That's why we moved week. next to the high school so we could go there. Okay, so first I'm Brett, by the way, so some of you guys know me, some don't. I don't think they have a picture of me, so I just want to show you guys what I look That's like when I think. was six years old. He's right here. <laughs> and he's part of my family too. So Yay. he came and hung out with me. So anyways, yeah, so really most of and this not just me but the leaders that At some point in our lives, somebody invested in our lives in a way, and we've already a little bit talked about this, but part of it was is having more than a familiar face in the stands. So my parents, they would go. Some of you, your parents go to every event, and some of you maybe not. But us as leaders, we want to be a part of your lives. That's probably why you maybe get annoyed and be like, well, what are you into? What are you involved in? Music, dance, sports, you know, all this stuff. We want to be a part of your guys' lives. And for me, I love doing that because I get to go see sporting events, and I get to tell my wife, it's work. Um, she hates that part of it. No, she she loves going. She just hates that I blame it on work. But uh, also, I've seen my family grow because of you guys, and part of that is me going to your events, and then this guy looking up to other kids. And I know that's not just my family, but he, he's got all these guys that we have spent a ton of time with that he looks up to, and... I'm proud to have my son look up to people like you guys that are here sitting here and investing in your faith because I had people that invested in my faith and I want people to invest in my family's faith. And so that's why we want to be involved in your lives and to just be a part of what you're a part of.
0: And so Brett, you and your family usually go on a mission trip um, over spring break. Can you tell us about that?
4: Yeah, Aiden, where did you go last spring break? Do you remember? He's a little shy, right. So we get to go to God's Mountain once um, every two years, and and I'm, you know, more often maybe this year. But part of what's great about that trip is I get to take my family with, and they get to see us as a group do ministry, as a community. And that helps me as a family or as my family grow. And also it's just the ability to you guys see us do family. Like it's not always perfect. Like, and we want— Well, my family, but uh, Nikki's family goes too, <laughs> and so I usually point that out. But it's just an opportunity for us to spend time with you guys. And our trips that we go on during spring break and even in the summer, they're such a life change. You can ask any kid. Raise your hand if you've been on a trip uh, through Big House. One trip.
0: That so, one must have been really fun because I can't stop laughing at yeah, it. It's
4: probably because he's chewing on my shirt. Uh, <laughs> anyways... That's an op- a faith-building opportunity, and I'm blessed to be able to take my family on some of those trips because they get to see us do ministry together as a group, awesome. and it's awesome.
0: Will you tell us about Caravan?
3: Absolutely. Who went on Caravan? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, this is also a part of this community, a part of uh, this ministry, a part of Big House Caravan. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Caravan is a week-long, high-adventure trip Um, Basically, like what we as leaders want to do for you students going on this trip is obviously take you somewhere fun, do fun, awesome things, but create space for Jesus. Um, Create space for you guys to encounter and experience uh, Jesus and uh, have Jesus start shaping and changing and molding your life. Um, So that's what caravan is. Um, and Caravan was amazing this last year. Uh, God absolutely worked, changed hearts um, this past summer. Um, so you're, you have that to look forward to this next summer. I know starting uh, planning here pretty soon, but uh, looking forward to that. And, uh, I mean, yeah, that is definitely part of part of this community. So
0: Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank, Thank you, you, Aiden. Um, okay, so we're not just Wednesday night, and I hope you can tell that we're not boring. Um, we like to have fun. The last thing that we're not at Big House is we're not good enough to do this. Um, We're broken, and we want to be real about that. And I stand up here, and I'll make all these proclamations about what Big House is going to be and what we're going to be and what I'm going to be, knowing full well that I'm going to fail at that, just like I fail at everything else that I do. So we don't want you guys to think that we think we have our acts together. Um, We're by no means qualified to be any kind of spiritual guides in your life other than the fact that we know Jesus. And, and I know that every time that I mess up, he picks me up and dusts me off and says, try again. And so he's working to, like, rescue me from death and, and my sin and from what I deserve eternally. But then each time I screw up day by day by day, he fixes that and he makes it okay and he lets me try again. So that's what we want you to know, that, that we know that we're broken and we're pretty sure that you're broken too. And we find that where I'm honest about how I'm broken, and then then you can be honest, then we can connect, and then God can come in with grace and and bind that all together and work amazing things through that. Um, I have a passage here, a scripture that I want to share that I think illustrates engagement. And this comes from Luke 10. I think that we have it up here. Um, And so this is right when Jesus is starting to send out. He just sent out his disciples, and then now this chapter, he's sending out other people. So it says, after the Lord appointed 72 others, he sent them two by two to go ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go. He told them, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Go. I'm sending you like lambs among wolves. Do not take a purse or a bag or sandals and do not greet anyone on the road. When you enter in a house, first say, peace be, peace to this house. If someone who promotes peace is there, your peace will rest on them. If not, it will return to you. Stay there eating and drinking whatever they give you, for the worker deserves his wages. Do not move around from house to house. So I think this is starting to, like, paint this awesome picture where um, Jesus is saying, go go engage people. And when you do it, take somebody. So be in a relationship with somebody while you're doing it because that's safer. And you're not going to need anything. Don't pack anything. All you need is each other. And trust that the people that I bring into your life that you're, you're pouring into are going to take care of you and meet your needs. And you're going to take care of them and meet their needs. And so he's painting this picture of what engagement starts to look like. And then he tells this story. Um, and this is the parable of the Good Samaritan. So I'm going to kind of, um, instead of reading this whole thing, what's going on is this guy was going down the road um, and uh, people came and robbed him and they stole everything he had, took his clothes and beat him within an inch of his life and left him on the side of a road. And then first a priest came and pretended like he didn't see him and just kept walking. And then another man came, um, a Levite, and walked past him. And then last of all, the person who stopped is the one out of the three who shouldn't have. And so I'm going to start reading here in verse 33. It says, But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was. And when he saw him, he took pity on him. And he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. And he put the man on his own donkey, and he brought him to an inn and took care of him. The next day, he took out two, I don't know, denarii, we'll say, and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I'll reimburse you for any extra expenses that you have. So this story, it just illustrates exactly what God wants us to do to engage people. So the Samaritan noticed the hurting man, and he got off of his path. He messed up his own plans to go get the man. And he cared for him, and he bandaged him, and he got dirty, and it cost him real money, and it cost him real time, and he made the man's problem his own problem. He met him where he was, he didn't say to him, you know, I know that you need help, but I'm a little uncomfortable with how messy this is, so you go ahead and get yourself cleaned up enough that I feel comfortable associating with you. He took him and helped him, and then he continued to meet his needs and took him to the inn and took care of him there, and then paid somebody to continue to take care of him. I think this is how God calls us to live our lives, to engage people, it's not always neat, Um, but it matters. Caring for people how they are and being okay with how they are and then really getting to know them and being in a relationship with them and being vulnerable with them. So my challenge tonight to you is that we want this place to be about engaging others. So we ask that you step out of your comfort zone, that you be accepting, that you be real, that you take risks because we really think this is how we start to rehabilitate the culture that we're in. So I'm going to close with one more scripture tonight and this is from um, Philippians 2 starting with verse 1. Says, if there's any encouragement from belonging to Christ, any comfort from his love, any fellowship from the Spirit, are your hearts tender and compassionate, then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, by loving one another and working together with one mind and purpose. So are you getting anything from your relationship with God? Are you getting any hope? Are you getting any encouragement, any love? If you're getting anything at all, this is what Jesus calls us to do. He says, I love you, now go love people. We are going to spend some time um, just praying for the year now, and I think how we're going to do this, I think uh, the other three are going to come up, and we're going to ask that you guys, we're going to get you on your comfort zone right away. So we're going to ask that you stand up and maybe make your way to the front of the room so that we can pray for Big House this year.
3: Yeah, just crowd up here. Put your arms on the person next to you. Lay hand on someone. (laughs) Some more room up here. I have to. Yeah, there's more room on the sides here, too, if you guys want to filter around. All right. I'm going to start us off in prayer here. Hey, God. uh, Prayer is important to us. Um, And we thank you that uh, you're a God that we can uh, just come before you and just talk to you. Uh, Nothing special, nothing fancy. Uh, Just talk to you. So with that, God, we just want to lift up uh, this time to you, this year to you, um, invite you into this room, into our hearts. Um, Lead us this year. Work on us. Tug on our hearts. Lay something on our hearts. God, we love you, and uh, we thank you so much for your son, what he did for us on that cross. Um, Maybe this year, help us understand that more. God, we love you, we thank you so much, and we trust you.
2: God, I want to specifically pray right now for our volunteers and our leaders, Um, for our 60-plus leaders who really are my partners in ministry, God. Um, You've brought them to us um, because you have changed them, um, because they had an encounter and experience of meeting you and being changed by you. Um, and then you've placed it in their heart to help do that with others. Um, you've placed a servant heart within them. Um, and I just thank you that you bring them Wednesday after Wednesday. Um, and just pray for them, God. They're dealing with a lot of tough stuff in life, too, God. Um, so many different places and stages of life, from college students um, to those that are grandparents. I mean, what a blessing to have these people come and invest in these high school students. Um, God, you are a good God that provides in so many ways. And one of the many ways you've provided for us. Um, through Big House are these volunteers that love you, that love students, and I just really want to thank you for these partners in ministry, and again, we just give this year to you. Um, You are so good. You are so loving. Um, You are perfect and truthful, Um, and you know what is going to happen this year, God, and so we just continue to turn it over to you to ask you for your guidance um, and for your care in our lives. God, I just lift up to you, uh, all the students, And I just thank you
0: for how unique they are and how special they are. Um, And I just pray that you pour out uh, everything that they need on them, God. I just pray that every day they're reminded of how much you love them and how much you forgive them and just how incredible your grace is and how it covers uh, everything in life that isn't how it's supposed to be. And God, I just pray that uh, as they remember this every day, that they could just um, engage each other and really be in real relationships. And um, I just get really excited to think about um, the power that that could have in the different high schools that are represented here and the way that that could positively affect the world, God. So I just pray that these students could be focused on you, God, and focused on loving each other.
4: Lord, we just ask that your Holy Spirit is here in this place this year and that whatever fears, whatever things that we bring here, that we'll be able to release And just know that you loved us so much that even when we were sinners, that you forgave us, and you love us no matter who or what we've done, and you want to change us, and you want to love us more than we can love ourselves sometimes. And so we just thank you so much for the ultimate sacrifice that you gave through your son Jesus on the cross, and we just pray for this amazing year. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.